Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus series with Don C. Harris Hello friend and welcome once again to the Words of Jesus series Think Red Ink Ministries is providing for you and uh, we thank you for you making this a part of your day Love to know that you're here. I don't know when you're listening, uh, what time of day you happen to be listening. Um, it's um, very common for people, if they find a show like this and they can't be at their television, they just set up a recorder and watch it at their convenience. We'd love for you to do that. Um, you should also know that uh, Think Red Ink Ministries has developed a, an app for your smartphone that uh, makes your phone really, really smart. <laughs> and that is that uh, uh, our, our, the TRI radio app um, gives you the ability to listen to TRI radio on your phone um, or watch uh, Think Reading TV uh, on your phone. Uh, these are two uh, broadcasts that we uh, produce here in Pi Town and send out over the internet. Uh, there's also social media and access to YouTube channels and, and access to uh, podcasts and all kinds of stuff on there. You'll, just, you'll have a ball going through it. If you'd like to have that, just go to uh, your Google Play or your iPhone uh, app store and uh, type in TRI Radio and uh, you'll find it there. Uh, it doesn't take up much memory. We've spent a lot of time and effort trying to make this thing as unintrusive as possible to your telephone so it won't be trying not to aggravate anybody. Uh, you won't find ads and you won't find opportunities to buy worthless stuff. But uh, And it also, uh, we wanted to make it where uh, you could, uh, uh, say, lock your phone and still listen to the show. Um, that's, uh, you know, j just little things that I've learned are kind of an aggravation in a phone, and we tried to eliminate them. So TRI Radio at your app store, and, um, and that'll put it uh, on your phone. And, you can, and by the way, when you go there, you can register as well. I'd love to have you registered here at uh, Think Red Inc. You'd be receiving our, um, what we call our RLE zine. This is a magazine that's related to the Red Letter Edition uh, radio and television programs. So um, if uh, the RLE zine of, is of interest to you or you'd like to be informed about events that we're doing or, or having here at, at Pytown, it's, it's really a great way to do it. So take advantage of that. We've been uh, reading about Jesus standing in the temple and reading from Isaiah and uh, and in in this uh, encounter he read from Isaiah, uh, it pretty much described everything that he was going to do in his whole life. The people there uh, were seeing in him and hearing in him something that made them believe that who they were looking at was indeed the Messiah. They argued with themselves and they argued with each other, trying to uh, come up with reasons not to believe. And... Um, and did so in many cases. And uh, we were talking about uh, some of the things that we set up as criteria in our lives and things that we say, uh, you know, nothing can cross this line. Well, where did this line come from? Well, it came straight out of the seminaries or it came out of some 
pagan church somewhere. It came out of, you know, some, uh, you know, religious organization, out of the minds of men or whatever else. But we've always considered that to be a brick wall. Well, you know, let's go to the scriptures and see if it's a brick wall. Well, lo and behold, it doesn't even appear in scripture. It doesn't seem like anybody cares about this brick wall that is uh, determining whether somebody is a false prophet or not, except uh, the guy who's trying to build a church and trying to keep people from <laughs> from scattering out there. I don't know what, what they do or why they do it, but um, the the fact is is that we need to get our our information from the scriptures, and you'll find that Christian life just gets easier and easier when you do that, when you don't have to impress anybody. Um, so these people were trying to get rid of uh, Jesus uh, or the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah by uh, deducing that he is breaking certain rules that the Messiah can't break. But they were all man-made rules and man-made ideas. And um, so um, uh, there were some people that believed and some people were offended. Jesus turned around to them and said, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Now, um, just take a, take a look at this for just a second. When, when it uh, says, physician, heal thyself, he says that my ministry is not going to be necessarily the ministry of power that you may have thought that the, um, uh, that the Messiah, the Anointed One, would come in that kind of power. You're going to find me subjecting myself to your scrutiny and your cruelty and ultimately unto death to the point that you're going to cry out to me saying, physician, heal thyself. Um, and, and I would say without ex uh, exaggeration, without adding to the scriptures as, as much as is possible, um, I think that uh, they will, at that point, have felt some disappointment that Jesus didn't come down from the cross as he was challenged to do, uh, or that the physician didn't heal himself. And they were in doubt, saying, if he's the Messiah, how could he suffer and die as he ended up suffering and dying? Uh, that just, that can't be. It can't be. And Jesus was, was telling them at the very beginning, you will surely say unto me, physician, heal thyself. I am going to, essentially what he's telling the people, I am going to disappoint you who feel like I've come to take this world over in power like a great military general. You will wonder why I don't use the power that I have. You will wonder why. You'll coax me. You'll taunt me, saying, physician, heal thyself. But uh, I'm telling you that uh, uh, what I do, I do for a reason, and I always do what pleases the Father. And if it pleases the Father to do miracles in Capernaum and not here, then that's what we do. Uh, he goes on to say, um, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. Um, so they're all looking for a sign. The scriptures say that a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Well, if there has ever been a wicked and adulterous generation, 
it is the one in which we live now. And this is why I can hold a seminar downtown that says, you know, make yourself better in 60 seconds. Um, you know, change change your life and your uh, and your family. You know, inside a you know a, a half hour, um, find a relationship with God, find a communication with God. Um, people say, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'll I'll be there, and they never show up. But <laughs> you can have a seminar down there saying that you're going to expound upon the four horsemen of the uh, the, the Acropolis, as I heard a preacher say recently. <laughs> Um, uh, you're going to expound on the on the prophecies of the Old Testament and the and the flying lizards and the scorpions and the and what does it mean when it says they have stings in their tail and just excatologically speaking, what relevance does the second toe in Nebuchadnezzar's statue have to do with the relation of Jesus Christ and and the millennium and his part? of the resurrection. And is it an iron toe or is it a clay toe? Um, <laughs> and you just think, wow, does this, does this really stop me from hating my neighbor? Does this really make me a better person? Does this make my wife love me again? Does this, make, does this open communication between me and my children who want nothing to do with me anymore? Does this give me power over my own spirit? Does it give me power over habits in my life and, and, and troubles and, and necessities? And No, it doesn't. It just takes our time, occupies our brain, and as long as you're involved in education, you'll never be involved in revelation. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really not funny. It's just so incredible that, that people are just suckered in by this all the time. I don't get it. You can fill a stadium if you want to talk about prophecy. You want to talk about becoming a better person? You want to talk about uh, you know relinquishing uh, the chains and such in your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to talk about dropping off uh, what's destroying your life and gaining what's good for you. You're not, you know, what are you going to get? 20 people in in some overpriced holiday in room? Is that what you're going to get? Yeah, that's about what you're going to get. You want to fill a stadium? You got to give them candy. And they just pass it out. Now, you know what's really an interesting study is to just go back a handful of years and look at some of the prophecies that people have made and uh, how, how they never happened, um, that it was, there was nothing true about it, uh, that it was just made up in the minds of men. Now, the preachers who made those prophecies don't talk about them anymore um, and just hope that you've forgotten. Uh, but they'll come out with more. Why? Because people love it. That's why. I, I know that... Uh, I'm always amazed when my phone rings and it's some salesman, you know, wanting to sell me something, you know, and I'm thinking, why do they do this? Why do they, I mean, telephone sales, are they still, that's still going on? You know, do not call list. What was that, the biggest farce that ever hit America? But uh, why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing this. I get letters from Nigeria. You've just won, you know, or you've inherited $6 million from a, from an ancestor, and all we need is $3,000 to 
Release that money to your bank account. Why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing this. These preachers stand up and say things that don't make any sense whatsoever, but they make everybody feel good. And they're absolutely being untrue to their calling, being disobedient to the commandments of God, disobedient to the God they serve. Why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing this. In all three situations. I'll tell you why. Because it works. That's why. It works. Do you think that there would be another letter coming out of Nigeria, for example? Uh, you know, telling people that, you know, you've got an inheritance of $45 million and all you have to do is send me 5000 and I'll, I'll send it to you and I'll be your intermediary. You've read these letters. Do you think one more of those would come out if nobody responded? Of course not. They do it because it works. They do it. Why do preachers continue to lie? Why do they continue to preach what their what their friends at Denny's preach? Because it works. Why do people sell diet pills? There's a new diet pill every week on television. Why do they do that? Not because it takes weight off of anybody. Not because it actually does what it says. It's because it sells. So, friend, we have to quit buying this stuff. We have to we have to walk away and stop buying it. Anyway, <laughs> we have to we have to take responsibility sometime in our life for making these things work. Um, and uh, we have to be very careful that we don't I don't know, saddle our God with doctrines that he never expounded, promises that he never made, words that he never said, um, and and just understand that we don't understand. We just need to know that we don't know. And when Jesus looks around at, at his people and says, you're going to say to me this proverb, it's not because it's true. It's not because it's right. It's not because it's needful. But you know what? The Bible says he knew what was in man. I know how, I know how this is going to go. I'm going to be popular for a while, but after a while, you'll wonder why I don't do things your way. And the people who stay, after, after they, it occurs to them, he's not doing what I say. Those people that stay with me, those are my disciples indeed. He says that... Um, Whatever you did in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. But I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Um, this is another concept that is that proves to be very, very true. Um, some people have tried to counter this um, and tried to fix this situation. I'll explain what I mean. Um, when you become very, very familiar with somebody, when you're their friend, and you've become very familiar with them, it's hard to see them in the light that uh, they actually deserve. And there is a, a like-kindness like kindness that comes between two friends that, you know, I can become friends with a guy that's a millionaire, and if I hang around him long enough, I'll go to thinking I'm one. Um, I've always heard, uh, I used to play golf and enjoy it, and somebody says... You know what you need to do? You need to play golf with somebody that really knows how to play and watch how good you are. You know there's truth in that. And 
if we hang around people that are in life where we want to be, there's something about it rubbing off, something about it elevating us. But there's also something about it pulling down the person on the other side to your level. And, um, and what, what will happen to us eventually is that, you ever heard the term familiarity breeds contempt? This is very, very true. And as we get to know someone and as we get close to them, we, we quit thinking that they're really all that smart uh, or all that rich or all that brilliant or all that famous. You know, they just become your friend. That's my friend. Uh, have you ever had a friend? Um, I, I remember I had a boss when I was a mechanic as a teenager. And uh, he's just a regular old guy, nice guy, great guy to work for. He was fun. And we talked and we'd hang around after work and might go out to lunch or whatever. We were close, but I mean, it was still a boss-employee relationship. And uh, one day, uh, I used to stay behind and clean the shop and wash the grease on the floor, trying to make extra money. And uh, he came in there and I had the radio on. And uh, it was just such a tune that uh, he snapped into this little tap dancing routine and danced all around <laughs> the garage. That uh, and, and I was just standing there with my mouth open. I was thinking, I don't know this guy at all. <laughs> well, I, I say I give you all these. Uh, he was good. <laughs> I give you these stories because this is such a fact that a prophet is never without honor except in his own country and in his own house and among his own kin do you know these things ought not so to be do you realize that you know there may be people in your life that are really really worthy of honor and they ought to be honorable. And if you feel some inferiority to them, don't just, uh, you know, just say, well, you know, we're buds, we're close, and, and, uh, and, and just, you know, I, just, I treat him like anybody else. Or I, I don't know how smart that is. Um, Jesus Christ suffered this as well. And... It was, it was this particular concept that he's talking about right here. A prophet's not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. Why did he say that? Because he just heard that entire group say, this man could not be anything really special because we know him. And we know where he came from. We know his family. We've all, we all been friends for years. <laughs> and so it kind of saps the power away from Jesus Christ and says, you know, you want to see miracles like they had in Capernaum? The people in Capernaum didn't treat me that way. They understood me for who I am. They didn't just discount everything I was and, um, and just allow me to... Uh, you know, do whatever. Well, that's just Jesus. That's what he does. No, no, they respected him as a prophet. He comes home and he gets sassed. As I said, as starting out, I was saying some people try to circumnavigate this problem. They try to fix it by 
putting themselves up on a pedestal. Um, uh, pastors like to stick reverend in front of their name or pastor in front of their name. Uh, they want to be referred to in a certain way. Um, a, a friend was just uh, reiterating to me a situation in a church where uh, he was visiting this church, and I might have the I might have the details wrong, but um, it was it was like you know, hey preacher, you know, when he because he's walking by, and you get scolded because nobody speaks to preacher unless unless he speaks to you. I know that that uh, somebody testified that that's the way it is at, at uh, you know Kenneth Copeland's place out there. You never you, you just never speak to them. You never speak to them because that familiarity thing is a problem. So they're going to break that off. I'm not just talking about Copeland's. I'm talking about all of them. That's the reason we that's the reason we dress better. The reason we drive better cars is because you know we get the salaries we get as pastors and. Uh, it's it's just kind of a setting themselves above other other people, in order to bring this to pass. Well, uh, when you couple these two ideas that we've talked about, and one of them is physician heal thyself, and we know this man whence he is, um, and Jesus was saying, you know, that if I weren't in my own house, if I were among other people, I'd be getting respect. Um, when you couple these two ideas, you have Jesus working against a very formidable attitude that I think is uh, prevalent today among a lot of us. And that is that, um, you know, Jesus and I, we're buds. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends. We're pals. Uh, they, they refer to God as the man upstairs. Uh, they they refer to him as if they're old fishing buddies and such, trying to create some kind of a relationship with them. Well, it's in that time of respect for who they are that they try to bring them down to their level. And Jesus is saying, you're going to say unto me, physician, heal thyself, because either you will have mentally brought yourself up to my level or you're going to see me fall to yours and you're going to see me add to that falling a characteristic that you're probably not familiar with called meekness. Now, meekness is is often misunderstood to be humility. And it's not. Meekness is when you have the power to overcome. You have the power to do something about the situation. You have the power. The physician has the power to heal himself. And you may beg him to do that, but meekness will demand that he not do it. You have the power to overcome your enemy, but you choose not to. This is meekness. And this is what our Lord Jesus had in abundance. And he said, I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to disappoint you up here. I'm going to disappoint you down here. But I need you to stay with me. Boy, isn't that a wonderful message? Isn't that a wonderful saying? Isn't it a wonderful thing to say as a leader of of a religious organization, whether you're a pastor or a preacher or a teacher or whatever you happen to be? 
that people would know without a doubt. I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> Need to be very careful. You're going to get familiar with me. I'm going to disappoint you. You're going to put me up on a pedestal. I'm going to disappoint you. Um, and I think Jesus was, was dealing with all these things at the onset of his ministry. And uh, saying that, yeah, I'm the Messiah. I'm the anointed one. But hey, don't answer quite yet. Don't form an opinion just yet. You haven't seen anything yet. And when you have seen something, then you may have whatever intelligence you need to, to, uh, to make these decisions. But right now, no. You don't have that ability. So stick with me. Hey, that's what I'm telling you. Stick with me. Thanks for coming by and watching the show. We're going to see you again right here next time. Another episode in the words of Jesus. I'd sure like to hear from you. Just say, hi, how you doing? I'm listening. That's okay. Just something simple. Just send an email to don at thinkreading.com or you can write to Think Red Ink Ministries at P.O. Box 718, Pytown, New Mexico, 87827. You have questions? You have, uh, you're wondering which way to go? You're wondering what would Jesus do? What did Jesus say? Think Red Ink. All right, time for us to go. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Don C. Harris of Think Red Ink Ministries. Email don at thinkredink.com. That's thinkredink.com. Join us again for the next episode in the Words of Jesus series.